N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 326 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? And the R for SGR almost stood for RIP, okay? Uh, okay. Ryan, SGR, I mean, all right. Okay, might have had, got a little too lost, okay, as well. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Dude, oh, uh, man. so we we all survived NYY News TV Day 2023 out at Yankee Stadium in the Audi Club on Saturday. Uh, some of us uh, had a little better chance of survival than others. <clears throat> Ryan, dude, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the game. I remember Volpe's hit. That's about it. I remember. The I mean, anthem. that's all you. That's all you really need to remember is Anthony Volpe got his first yeah, major no, league hit on Saturday. Okay, so. We had we had to go old school on the recording here because of all the new technology crashed, you know. So that's just my luck. But we'll get through it today. Uh, the Yankees got through the first two series of the season here, winning uh, both series two games to three. So they start they start the season off uh, four and two. So a nice start for the Yankees here uh, as as we get things rolling in twenty twenty three. And there's going to be a few different things we're going to hit on today. <clears throat> and uh, you guys want to start positive or you want to start negative? Let's start. I think we should start positive, positive because yeah. because it's a positive. It's been a positive six games. Yeah. Uh, everything start. everything you can ask for. We talked about a couple weeks ago. You know this team needs to go five hundred during these injuries. Getting out to a four and two start is a good way to to ensure that. So let's go positive. All right. So today the Yankees. Uh, what was the final today? Four to two. Four to right. four two. Yanks are four and two. They won four to two today. They beat the Phillies. The two stars of the game today. I guess you you would classify as Glaber Torres and Garrett Cole. Would you not? Yeah, I agree. With that. Absolutely. Three, three for four for Glaber today. I'll tell he you lives. what. I'll. I would even throw IKF in there for making that play. That was not an easy play. Big and it, play. And it really could have gotten out of hand if he did. If he doesn't right, make that. Okay. Play. Okay. Okay. But. For, in the larger okay. picture, I think maybe okay. we could just stick to Glaber and Garrett Cole for right now. Absolutely. Sure, sure. And and then we'll mention IKF later in the show when we get a little negative. Okay. Okay. And not okay. negative towards IKF. No, positive towards IKF. This okay. is my IKF, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So did I is it an IKCF? No, it's just an IKF. IK3B. It's just an IKF. Okay. So um <clears throat> You want to start pitching or offense? What do you want to start with? Um, let's start pitching, man. All right, let's we got to do it. Let's start with pitching. Then Garrett Cole has started the Yankee season off as well as you could have hoped. Garrett Cole has uh, pitched 12 and a third innings. He's got two victories under his belt. Uh, he's, he's allowed one earned run in those 12 and a third innings. Uh, we'll get to how the one run scored in a minute here. Uh, struck out 19, I believe. So Garrett Cole has come out short hair, Garrett Cole. And uh, he's looked every bit the ace that we, we need him to be through the first two games of the season. Now, you know, you know it's a long season. So I'm not going to say that the, uh, you know, the SMD tour, as Chris pointed out, is a year late. 
but right now it's off to a it's off to a really really good start. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, and it, I'm not going to say this was an original idea. I was in a I was in a chat watching uh, a card break on TikTok the other day, and somebody mentioned this, and I was like, "Wow, that actually makes a friggin' lot of sense." That this pitch clock is actually going to help Garrett Cole out this year, because what do we always say about Garrett Cole? Like when he has his blowups, what's his problem? Yeah, he, he gets in his own much. head. He thinks too much. He gets in his own head. He's sauntering around the mound. He doesn't have time to do that anymore. Mm. It's get the ball, execute, and let's go. Now, granted, you know, as I said that to you guys, then you know his his uh, outing ended today on a pitch clock violation because then he walked past Ayanos, and that's how. And then that run ended up coming around the score. But you know, let's discuss that. Do you think the pitch clock? actually benefits Garrett Cole this year. I I think it will be a net positive, but I don't want to go too crazy down that path just yet. And and here's the reason why. Cuz you still hate the pitch clock. No, I'll look. If I go into that right now, we'll have a 3-hour show. I'll All say right. that I don't hate it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, but here's why I'm not going to I th- I think it's a great theory. I think overall it's a correct theory. I think it's going to help him stay out of his own head because he's talented, but everyone's human and Cole is still going to have times where he's not on his shit. And we haven't seen that yet. So I think there will be times when he is getting hit around and the pitch clock will be just as negative for him in that game as it is positive for him when he has his stuff. But I think obviously because we know how talented he is, he's going to have his shit more times than not. Because in a lot of the games that he's blown up, you're right. It was in his head. Very few were when he doesn't have his good stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's in the games point, when Chris. he doesn't have his good stuff, I think it's going to really affect him. You see him get a little frustrated with it. But like I said, overall net positive. Yeah, I didn't even really think about the overthinking aspect of it, that he won't have the time to overthink. But we haven't seen him have a any sort of uh, trouble out there yet. So that'll be that'll be the true test. When that happens, is it just as bad as when it's just as good, you know? Right. I, I think Garrett Cole is a guy that needs to stay focused on the mound. As supremely talented as he is, he's a guy that has to stay focused on yep. the mound and stay out of his own head. Mm-hmm. And I, this helps Like you that. said. And this absolutely helps that. I, don't, I think if you, you you really can't argue against it. I think this is going to be a huge positive for Garrett Cole, right. this pitch clock yeah. in 2023. It forces him to only think baseball. And if you why I mean, through the first two games of the season, Garrett Cole seems to be in a really good rhythm right now. He, he kind of has an idea of what he wants to do. He's executing. I mean, <laughs> he you know, he was over 100 pitches in a seven today. He's still throwing gas, 98, yeah. 99. So he's he's holding his stuff right now which is all things you really, really like to see uh, from your ace early on because if he's strong now, you only figure he's going to get stronger as the season goes on. And especially as Rodon gets going and and he starts to string together a few games, like we said, it's going to be friendly competition. But <clears throat> between those two guys, nothing's too, uh, too friendly. They're going to take it pretty seriously and they're going to compete against each other. But I also think yeah. that Baseball players are more superstitious than anyone on the planet. And yeah. sometimes you got to change shit up. And the second I saw Garrett Cole on opening day with the short hair, yeah, I said, he's oh. ready. Do you, do you he, know why he got the haircut? Do you know why he got the haircut? 
Why? Amy? No, well, my son, he was really hesitant to get his hair cut. And so I said, if I get it cut, will you get it cut? And he agreed to it. <laughs> That's so That's good. That's actually what happened. He That's so on, good. On That's such a good impression. It actually looked like he was freshly yeah. cut today. So is he oh, getting man. cuts? In- He's yeah. getting cuts uh, in between, every third in day, innings, I heard. Between innings, I heard. Hey, you know what, dude? Whatever works, you know. Whatever, uh, whatever, works. whatever works, you know. Like you said, whatever baseball works. players are the most superstitious people walking this planet Earth. So if Garrett Cole thinks he needs a barber trip every fourth day to get him ready to go, I don't, hey, I don't see, works. I don't really see a problem with that. <clears throat> so the other guy we got to talk about, uh, really coming out of today's game is Glaber Torres. Ryan, do you have his season numbers in front of you, or sure uh, just do. what he did? Read them off because it's insane. I know it's six games, but it's really insane what Glaber's done so far to start yeah, the season. I mean, he's got eight hits and 19 at-bats. He's hitting 421, six ribbies with two dinghies, two homers. The OPS OBP, is like OBP, yeah, is OBP is 560. OPS is 1.349. And, and he's got the most walks and stolen bases for a Yankee since like rookie Henderson uh, in 1989 through the first six games. So, wow. Are they going to put an asterisk, you think? Next to what? Next oh, to like me. a stolen base. Oh wow, great point. Record? Oh, that's what happens when you change the game too much. Yeah. I, if, I don't don't be one of those people. Yeah. I don't think okay. I don't think I don't think the games uh, really change that much right now. I mean, I think honestly, we're itching to go down this path, but I but we can't. We can't. Okay. I, I, you just don't yeah. like it because you got to put your kids to bed. No, listen. Over. Look, oh, I'll oh, say oh, this oh, real quick because oh. this is how I I forgot about how well you are how well you do this like create a narrative like I hate Jordan Montgomery, um. So I will say this: I tweeted this the other day. I gotta say I am very much enjoying the pace of play. That said, I think the games are a little too fucking short. It's like both twenty things, minutes. Both things can be true, right? Mm-hmm. We can we can have a longer game of of good competition, you know, back and forth, uh, extra innings. I'll watch a game for six hours if it's a good game. I hate the games that go four hours because, you know, the pitcher needs to fucking scratch his balls and all that shit. Well, and this all- is what the pitch clock takes out. I understand Ball scratching. That. And so I still think enjoy- it's too quick. I, I still think the pitcher should have a little more time to compose himself. I think the batter should have a little time to figure out and think about what he thinks is coming next. You know, the MLB's doing all this for the batters for, for more offense. They're probably going to be the ones that hurt more because they have to figure out what the fuck's coming. Like a pitcher knows. A pitcher knows how they're going to attack the hitter coming up. But when it mid count for a hitter, you don't know what's coming. You got to really kind of put yourself in his shoes. So yeah, it's coming. But, you know, the games that have had higher offensive production have been that, you know, nice, a nice three hour mark, a seven to five yeah. loss that we were at. That was a three hour, 12 minute game. Well, yeah. The game, the game that they lost to Phillies uh, Tuesday night, it was still ended at nine fifty. I mean, yeah, so it's, uh, it wasn't, right about I, I mean, yeah, yeah so, I guess you're um, right. So it's, it's going to go it's, back. It's when like talk, a Sandy, talking uh, about, uh, yeah, ahead, he, that game, that game was, uh, he pitched a complete game. It went. I was just going to say that Sandy Alcantara fit, uh, yeah. pitched it against the Twins. It finished in one fifty-seven. Yeah. That wow, was, that's so fucking wild. Nothing shutout. You're not going to have a lot of offense. So if you're not going to have a lot of offense, the time it's the pace of the game is going. No, really I'm 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 more against by far now the bases and the pickoff rule 
and yeah, uh, the runner on second and extra innings. I'm way more against me that. Too. Yeah. But I told you once, once I uh, saw it in play that first full spring training game that I sat down and watched, I said, I don't like them timing baseball. It's just something with a clock on baseball that bothers me, but I didn't notice the pitch clock. And if they're, and if these games are going to, to take place like this, where you don't notice it. And I think in series one versus series two of the season, pitch clock violations have gone down. So guys have gotten more used to it, you know, just in a short span of the season. I think it's not going to be as much of a detriment as we kind of let it to be. No, it's just that I don't, I just, it it just, it's opening the door is what it is. It's opening the door to other things that you don't want to see, even if this is kind of a good thing. And I hate saying that, but it, well, here's what I said. It was, it was kind of, I didn't realize because in spring training, it was staring at you and I hated it. I was looking at the pitch clock more than Mm -hmm. I was looking at the game. Right. And it it felt very like out of sight, out of mind. And it just was, you know, the pitchers and the hitters kind of fell right into it. But have you noticed that? Yes, that the yes network, they went one or two games where they were showing the pitch count. But then today again, they went back to showing the pitch clock on where they would put the pitch count. Like I didn't, I didn't even know where Garrett Cole was pitch count today. wise. I didn't see a lot of the games. They got to stop that shit. We shouldn't care about what the pitch clock is at. I don't. I mean, you should. I don't want this that to be something that puts me on my seat. That should be for the players because it's supposed to speed up the game, right? What if they maybe do it? Because what is it like in the in uh, football? They kind of put it up right when it's coming down to the wire, or no? It's that's basketball. Basketball. But they shot clock's coming down, so you know when the penalty might be coming in football. You do like (laughs) with maybe the last couple of seconds, you could do it up. Yeah, when it gets to like seven seconds, are you laughing at that uh, super chat? Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Go ahead. So I'll read this super chat. And then we'll get back on on track. Uh, our boy Ra, of course. Ra, my, oh my god, chat, I love boy, I love seeing Ra on my Saturday. Boy. I remember Ra. <laughs> you can't forget uh, Ra. So I forgot. I told Ra. Ra. I I actually forgot. I told Ra this story. So I guess I was a little bit more drunk than I thought. You gave him your address too. Well, we're hanging out. He's coming over Fourth uh, of July, one hundred percent. I'll That's fucking awesome. pick him up, and uh, we're gonna grab some lunch soon. Uh, so nice. Ross said, this super chat is personally for Christian. I heard Chris Jr. stiffed you on a tip when you guys first <laughs> met. <laughs> so I'm taking care of it. So happy to see you guys. Can't wait uh, to link dude, up you, with you soon. You told that story? Yes, how you... we met. I said, you want another real story? This jerk off. I tipped him five bucks. Zero. Then, yeah. That's funny, man. Hilarious. That's why my wedding. Right, day, you're the handed, man, bro. You handed me five dollars and you finally admitted to it. Did I put it in your card? I should have just uh, put it in your card. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I have to shout out uh, Sophia staying up late on uh, on a school night to watch NYYST. Okay, she had okay. a great time at the event on Saturday. Okay. And, her, okay. and her and her mother uh, for her first support- Yankee game. Yeah, and her mother wanted to point out that uh, belt tightening uh, still happens with the pitch clock. I got a nice picture of Garrett Cole fiddling with his belt today at the game. Oh, right. At least it's still so, the belt tightening. Okay, so there you go. Um, so back to Glaber Torres here, right? Okay. 
I, I kind of got a reputation as a guy that doesn't like Glaber Torres. And, uh, you know, when every time Glaber Torres does something well, I get tweets like, oh, I still want to trade him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. I still still want to trade him. My pro- I never said that Glaber Torres was bad. Maybe I did in a fit of anger, but I don't think Glaber Torres is a bad baseball player. I've been pretty consistent in saying what I think about Glaber Torres. I think he's a he's good. He, he can be an all-star. He's a legitimate starter in this league. My problem with Glaber Torres is I don't think he's he's a hundred percent focused all the time, and it's uh, almost is business wise the the right thing to say. If the Yankees don't want to commit to him long term, what's the sense of him being here when you he has reestablished value? We've seen the roller coaster that Glaber Torres can put you on of being a guy that hit almost 40 home runs to being a guy that was the worst player, uh, maybe the worst everyday player in Major League Baseball to a guy that's now somewhere in the middle. So do you want it? And that was another part of it. Do you want to take the risk of labor cratering again? And if you're not going to pay him a hundred million, which he's going to demand their command on the open market. When you have a guy like Peraza in the minor leagues, why don't you move him? That's my take on why you should trade Glaber Torres. I'm happy that Glaber Torres is, is scorching right now. Not again. Of course. Yeah. But, but, but look, we never said that that wasn't his ceiling. Right, we know that he is a ta- he can be a very talented baseball player. My issue with Glaber is not that I ever thought he wasn't talented or capable of going on stretches like this. Again, it's only six games, but um, it's better than the alternative of him not fucking existing. But we're creatures of recency bias. Like it's it it's mm-hmm. right there. I remember last year. Glaber actually overall had a very good season. That's why we were arguing to trade him because his value, we didn't think it would ever get that high again. And now, of course, now it's the highest it's been since, uh, when did he have all those home runs? 2019. Um, But let's not forget last year, despite the overall great season, he not only slumped, he fell off the fucking Mm -hmm. planet for a while. I mean, it was almost you almost didn't believe how poorly he was playing for a guy who before the all-star break was as good as he was as he was that you felt he was an all-star snub oh absolutely we fought it we fought that he was now if you're the yankees you have to ask yourself if this if this dude's going to put together a season like this again is he more valuable than Shipping him off and making Peraza our future second baseman. I don't know if you can tell that in, in this amount of time. What you can tell is Gl- this is Glaber Torres's highest value he's had since 2019. There's no doubt about it. The things I like to see is I like to see guys back up how they feel. You know, Glaber Torres feels like he should be a key contributor. One of you know, if you're going to go judge, he wants to. He wants his name next, right? Sure. And he's come out of the gate showing you that he could be that number two guy in this lineup. That he's he's the next guy after Aaron Judge. And I, you know what? Good, let's go, because there's a lot of guys that talk and they don't back up what they say. Mm-hmm. And Glaber Torres is going out there and he's backing it up, and he's had to have heard that 
people like us and then, you know, other people that piggybacked off of us uh, have said that he's the odd man out. He needs to be traded. He knows that the Yankees have young studs up the middle and that he, maybe he doesn't have a future here. And what's he come out and done? He's come out, he's come out and he's performed at the top of his game. And you can't ask for anything more than that. Well, look, he could be a product, too, of, of friendly competition. I mean, you light a fire under a player's ass when he knows that if he has, you know, if he got off to a, a slow start this season as opposed to what he's doing right now, you know, he does that long enough, and it's not long before the Yankees are saying, you know what, I think it's, t- I think it's time to at least give Peraza a shot. Or DJ. And really, Glaber really yeah, loses out in a lot of change, playing time. A change, a change. And LeMay and other guys come out. This yeah, yeah man. And any, any beyond that, regardless of the numbers, you can just tell oh, DJ's healthy. Well, he you said can, yes. you can just tell he's healthy. He's full swinging swings, the bat hard. He's swinging, yep. Yeah. He's getting that. He's getting that DJ power up the yeah, middle pop, again. Pop, pop, pop. So you just feel good about DJ. And on the, uh, the radio broadcast today, Susan said that she was uh, speaking to him and he told her that uh, he didn't remember what it was like to play pain-free. See? I, you could just tell, bro. Great. Yeah. I mean, you, but you could just tell. Like I said, put the numbers aside. Just the way he's making contact with the ball again. And he, and he just yep. fucking... You could tell he's more confident out there, a little more level-headed. Yeah. He was remember he was showing some emotion last year too, and and he was you could tell he was in pain. You know, people people kind of undervalue DJ Lemayu. The Yankees' offense yeah. goes with DJ Lemayu. I mean, obviously it goes with Aaron Judge, but you know, DJ Lemayu's got to be the guy in front of Aaron Judge to get everything started. And yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I tweeted this today too. I've we've always said that I think the obviously it's obvious to sit here and say Yankees are best when Judge hits a home run or Stanton or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you want to talk about two guys that change the dynamic of this lineup when they're playing well, it's DJ LeMayu and Glaber Torres. Yeah, especially DJ too because he's he's hitting right in front of Judge. And how, I mean, how how often was he intentionally walked last year? Why was that? There was no one on base in front of him. Yeah. So the, there's there's a lot of things to to like of what you've seen so far from the Yankees. You know, uh, you know, DJ looks like he's healthy. Glaber looks like he's ready for like that that revenge tour himself. Like, hey, nobody wants me here, but I'm going to prove to you how good I can really be. I mean, Judge's just continued on from last year. Uh, you know, he's hitting you know almost 400, a couple home runs already. You know. He's gotten on base every game so far this year. He, he has in the regular season. He has not not gotten on base since August 29th of last year. That's unbelievable. And he so, and uh, made a fucking phenomenal play the other day. That was the game we were at, right? That I was the event. Maybe. Yeah, he laid uh, out for a ball in center field. Man, it was phenomenal. Stands, uh, real, go ahead. What did you say? I was going to say, Stans hit a few bombs. Yeah. Uh, no, I know he grounded oh, into a double play to end the game. He hit one 485. Uh, 485 bro. shot. I've never really seen a ball hit there before. Unreal. Well, 
Yeah, that was crazy. What were you going to say, Chris? I was just going to say LA Yankee King sent a super chat. Thanks, LA. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He said, uh, Torres has driven in or scored 30% of the Yankees' total runs. Wow. Wow, you can use a calculator. Congratulations. Okay, you carry the one. You do that. You put that there. Appreciate his support of the of the of this of the network and uh, the super chat. But I can't. I can't. He's another way. Oh, dude, give it a rest, bro. You, if you don't understand why Juan Glaber Torres traded, then I can't. I can't explain it to you anymore. Just. I just can't. I just can't do it anymore. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Especially when then you're telling okay. me in return that the Yankees should salary dump Lemayu to Arizona. Yeah, come on, salary, <laughs> a little salary. Dump. So there's the Yankees offensively have done some good things. Uh, you know, there's some guys that you wanted to see get off to good starts, getting off to good starts. Uh, Wash Donaldson's hurt. Not that it really matters because he really wasn't doing anything. It doesn't sound like he's going on the IL right away. At least it's a wait and see thing. The Yankees were supposed to play Thursday at three o'clock uh, for Baltimore's home opener, but it's already been postponed because the storms in Baltimore. So they'll play Friday at three o'clock. So maybe the Yankees will make a decision there. Oswaldo Cabrera has been all right. No, I mean, he's, he struck he out. Cu- he had a couple hits today or yesterday. Uh, I think he, he had a couple. Yesterday. He didn't play yesterday. On I think he had Tuesday. a couple hits today. I mean, he got benched for a couple games. You know, uh, he had he had been striking out a lot. That's the one thing that you see in Cabrera's game. There's a lot of swing and miss. So you'd like to see him be a little bit a little bit more of a contact hitter. Uh, Trevino had a home run today, but again, you know, people see people on on social media ripping on Trevino for not coming through offensively. Like that's that's not what he's there for. Not his job. That's not what he's there for. Like you take the home run that he hit today as like a bonus. Yes. Right. You know, Jose Trevino is not there to be the big slugger to be. He's not there to, he's not the Jorge Posada or Mike Piazza type catcher, you know? And and you think he doesn't know that right now? Like the dude just won the platinum glove. Don't you think that at that point, the Yankees sat him down and said, look, man, your value here is behind the plate. Whatever you can do at the plate, is is a bonus, but focus on keeping your your defense bonus, you know, and, and plus the catchers have a little bit more difficult of a time with the with the bigger bases. Now you saw how much uh, quicker guys are getting to each base on a steal because of the what is it like a, another inch they get or three. so? I think three, it's three inches. Three inches, fifteen eight. That's crazy. Come you on. know, that's another thing about Glaber, dude. It, it's one thing I've always uh, criticized him for is that he doesn't have the best baseball intelligence, but he's drawn his walks and he's looking to run yeah. because he realizes now that it's he has a higher probability of stealing because of the bigger bases. So he's trying to use that to advantage his advantage and it's working. So you got to give him credit for this stuff, man. You know what that's so, called? Something what? he hasn't had in a while? Maturity? An approach. Labor Torres has an approach. He is one of the better hitters in the league. There's no doubt about it. Well, when he hit that home run the other night, when he went the other way, I said, that's the, that's the, that's his, that's him. That's That's Labor Torres right there. That's the sweet spot. When he's doing that, you know, he's hot. Can Glaber turn on a ball and pull it? Sure. Should that be his approach at the plate? Absolutely not. No. Uh, JC, thanks for the uh, super chat. He said, trade Hicks for a bag of air. Well, okay, 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 okay. 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 I think, okay. I think that's a okay. that's an unfair trade for the whoever's trading the bag of air. 
Yeah, I mean, air's, air's kind, what, air is kind air of valuable. Here? So, so okay. you know, so okay. we'll get to we'll get to him in a minute. All right? Yeah, don't worry, guys. Don't We're worry, safe. we'll get there. Saving yeah, the best so. for last. <clears throat> so, it, um, okay. Rizzo's been all right. You know, he's kind of been Anthony yeah. Rizzo. So, you know, uh, I guess the other guy we got. We're hopping around here looking at is Anthony Volpe. I mean, Anthony Volpe is uh, he's played all six games. I don't think he sat once, right? So that's good to yeah. see. You know, the yeah. Yankees, we know how the Yankees are, bro. And that's for him to get all six of these games is it's important. Yeah, of course. And and my thing with Volpe right now is obviously he's not, you know, he's not a hasn't done anything too eye opening just yet. But you know what? He's got three hits, all singles. Two of them came in the game on Saturday. Right, but you know what? Even you know, despite that, he's already found made himself valuable in some way, right? What's his value right now to the Yankees, other than obviously playing shortstop? What has he shown you that he, he's going to bring to this team that they haven't had in a long time? Uh, Scrap. Scrap. A guy that that is uh, going to steal a lot of fucking bases this year. An Italian kid. Okay. An Italian kid. And he's got a great approach at the plate, I think. Yeah, I was about, that's exactly what I was about to say. His approach, it doesn't look like he's only had three hits so far. Yeah, right. he, and, his at-bats aren't quick. Yep. And that's that's important right there in and of itself, that the results aren't there. But do you watch? have you watched Anthony Volpe and said he doesn't belong up here? No. No, not at all. That's uh, what I mean. That, that's exactly what I mean. So if that's if you while the results aren't there if you if you're sitting there saying that to yourself then when the res, the results are going to come because that means he knows what he's doing up there he has an idea of what's happening absolutely so I think I think he'll be fine I don't, I'm not really worried about Anthony Volpe uh, he made an I I don't think they called it an error because you can't assume no, a double play but yeah but he you know it ended right up costing the Yankees two runs um, yeah on, on Tuesday night but that's so, you know what. Hey, he held yeah, accountability. But you know what? He held accountability <clears throat> in the post game. Did he? Okay. Uh, yeah. What's accountability? It's oh. when you kind of say you were maybe at fault for oh. some, a certain situation. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, uh, it, and, uh, you know, Cord- what's his name? Cordero, right? Franchi. Yeah. Franchi. All right. He had that fucking hose piece. Yeah. And what got lost in that play was fucking Anthony Volpe. Hmm. Did you see the play that Anthony Volpe had to make on that to to get to that ball and still make the tag? Watch it again. No, no, no one's watching. No one's watching that. I didn't see up. the play. I was uh, I was mobile at that moment. No one's watching that end of it, but it was a phenomenal play from a kid you would never the guess. One with this the kid. with the Nestor overthrow. No, it was. Yeah, no, uh, I think it was say. today. That I'm was getting my days confused because oh, right. I watched. Uh, Franchi, though he overthrew that ball, so I was thinking. Was of that he in? Play. Was he in right field today, or was that yesterday? It was a couple. Franchi days. was in right field. On, I think the last Monday. two days. It no, was. One, it was one of the two it days he had a fucking hose piece from right field from the from the wall, and he threw it in and got got whoever it was out at second trying to stretch it okay. into a double. And like I said, everyone was focused on his arm because they should be. It was a fucking phenomenal throw, of you know strength. But no one realizes where Volpe came from, where how he got to that ball, because it wasn't a perfect throw in that sense, and still come down and, and have a sense of where the runner was and make that tag. Wasn't easy. And the, the kid, you, you could just prove it. Just proves that the kid has his head on his shoulders and he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, I heard that. Shoulders. And, and Sem texted me. It was today, middle of the fourth. He's like fucking Rain Man. 
when it comes yeah, to Yankees. Yeah, middle of the fourth. Well, he was there again today. My cousin's been to the first oh, every fucking season. game he's at. Awesome. Yeah. I created a monster. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but going back, like, to what I was saying earlier is that him getting all six of these games is important because, you know, we've seen the Yankees pulled the plug on somebody quick, you know, very quickly. And uh, even, even after he made that, that I'll call it an error because, you know, it was an error, even though he didn't get charged or one. How many times have you seen the Yankees use that as an excuse to say, oh, well, you know, so they did and they put him back out there today. And that's good. This is the kids, the shortstop and he's, he should he should be out there. He's twenty one years old, barring injury. He should be out there one hundred and fifty five times this year. And I and I just want to make a quick reference here. So you just said the kid's the shortstop, right? Yeah. So when we get to our final portion of the show, I'm just gonna I'm gonna reference you saying that because I do have a little bit of a gripe with the New York Yankees over something. So yeah, you you hate Volpe now? Right. No, no, not at all. It has nothing is to do it, with Volpe. Is it Volpe or Volpe? It. It's Volpe. 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 It's Volpe. 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 So, speaking of Anthony Volpe, um, we didn't know this when we recorded last week. Uh, Anthony Volpe is actually wearing number 11. Yes. Right. Because at that time, we were like, oh, we liked it. He's doing 77 for his grandfather. I didn't like it. It just made me think of Clint Frazier. Clint. Clint Frazier. So uh, yeah, then it came out uh, on opening day that the Yankees were, uh, <coughs> excuse me, they were going to give him number eleven, and uh, we know somebody used to wear number eleven for the Yankees for a very very long time. That's right. That's right. Ryan, do you have somewhere? Do you have somewhere to be? Because uh, we have a we have a guest coming up here. No, I'm good. I'm I'm stick around. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen because Guardy is so super busy. Uh, he wasn't able to come on the show last week, and uh, we had to actually pre-record his his spot last night. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Uh, are you kidding me up there? The Guardy, the this is the first ever pre-recorded Guardy report. I think. Man. So yeah. I sat down with Guardy right. last night for an exclusive interview. Question. I know Ryan's really upset. Ryan made it his uh, his life's mission not to be absent for yes. any part of the show right. today. And uh, I didn't. I didn't have the heart to tell him. That. Well, Guardy bailed to... last minute. I didn't have because of the to weather. Are you gonna let me finish? Yeah. Hi. Uh-huh. I didn't have the heart to tell Ryan that I record. I sat down with Guardy last night, so that's fine. That's fine, man. Ryan, do you still want to hear it or no? Yeah, play the clip. All right. So this is. I sat down with uh, Breck uh, with Guardy last night for an episode of the Guardy Report. Uh, we talked about a couple of different things, including. Um, how Anthony Volpe now wears his cherished number 11. So, Chris, could you go ahead and play that, please? All right, everybody. Christian from NYYST here with another edition of the Guardy Report. Guardy, how you doing, bro? What's going on, Christian? How are you? Well, we were trying to get you on last week before uh, opening day. You were a little bit busy, but we're glad to have you here uh, on the show this week and you're still a very busy guy guardy because we had to pre-record the interview i know sgr is going to be a little upset because again yeah. you guys are not going to be able to link up yeah we 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 keep you know avoiding our paths all right and you know maybe one day maybe one day this will all work out in the end guardy would you mind telling me what's uh what's keeping you so busy 
Well, you know, I'm just kind of uh, been watching a lot of YouTube videos, driving down a lot of rabbit holes and, uh, you know, playing some video games. I did just get uh, that uh, Captain's Edition of MLB The Show with uh, Jeter on there, of course. I've been, you know, rocking out on streaming, trying to stream some some games and, uh, you know, just enjoy, enjoy my, my time as I forcefully ride off into the sunset. Well, you alluded to a couple things there, and we don't want to uh, keep you too long here, Guardy, but we do have two questions here for you. And number right. one, you said that you were playing the uh, Captain's Edition of uh, MLB The Show. Would you be ever a guy that would be playing the Coles Edition of MLB The Show? Because apparently we heard rumors right before spring training that you were giving Garrett Cole a hard time about the Wi-Fi in the plane and that his contract is uh, the reason why you guys had to pay for the Wi-Fi. Can you uh, comment on that? Well, I mean, look, uh, I think that if there if there's one thing that the organization has kind of turned the tide on over these last, you know, these last uh, five to ten years, I'd say, is, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of the luxury tax, right? And, uh, you know, it kind of it goes both ways. Now there's a tax on luxuries and... Uh, <laughs> You know, if you if you want Wi-Fi on the plane, you're gonna have to pay pay a tax, right? If you want a hot tub, a you know, a jacuzzi in there on 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 the on the jet, then that's going you're gonna have to pay a, a tax of luxury, right? And you know, that's kind of what the mo of this franchise has been about. And uh, no, I think it was just it was lighthearted, but also with this kind of a serious tone behind it as well. Well, Guardy, I, I want to know why you specifically targeted Garrett Cole because we know that you were giving Garrett Cole a hard time about spider tech. And now you're giving him a hard time Rock. about uh, the Wi-Fi. And then you weren't asked to come back last year when the team clearly needed you. Do you think that, uh, you know, am I speculating a little too much? Or is there, or can we connect the dots on this one? I mean, you know, with with every rumor, with every speculation, there is, you know, unfortunate truth, right? And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive into any conspiracies like I've been on YouTube lately, but uh, you know, I'm, I got nothing much really to say on Garrett. He's a good guy. I hope one day we can mend this relationship and uh, be all the better for it. Well, you won't be doing it. You uh, mending that relationship. That is wearing number 11 Guardy. See, we oh. caught a lucky break. We really wanted to have you on before the season started, but once this news came out, I said, wow, this is actually a lucky break because we can talk to Guardy about this. Um, you uh, were the last Yankee to wear number 11 until right. Anthony Volpe on opening day this year. Now, it was said that uh, Volpe called you up and asked kind of your blessing for it. Is that true? And do you still secretly hate the fact that the Yankees didn't retire your number? Well, I mean... First and foremost, yeah, that's 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 a story for a different day, as the great Buck Showalter might say. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm happy or unhappy about that, but you know, first off, when I first heard the news, right, that you know potentially Volpe was going to take this number, you no, know, it, it certainly wasn't easy for me, right? You know, they there might be what what's kind of, what's the opposite of easy? Would you say, Christian? Would would you say it's kind of hard, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can say that. So, I mean, I think the news itself was kind of hard, right? And, and uh, you know, but then Volpe, yeah, he did, he did send me a phone call. We, we chatted for a while. And, uh, you know, at first I was a bit angry and 
uh, upset over the situation. And, uh, you know, then I kind of I kind of had this epiphany. Well, you know, the, the Yankees are a franchise of of history, right, of of great performances, great players. And, uh, you know, I kind of had this epiphany. It was it kind of involved the area of mathematics where I, I looked at my number and I looked at the number 11 and I, and I took the one right and the other one in 11. It's got two digits on there. And if you break those two numbers up, you add them up together, one plus one, it equals two. And, you know, number two, Derek Jeter, he was so good for so long. I figured maybe there's a piece of me now, part of this shortstop legacy. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just had to do with the Pythagorean theorem pretty much. And, uh, you know, trying to just, just get the numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm a big numbers guy. I love the movie Moneyball. It's uh it's a great great film with with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill in there and uh, you know I just I, I felt like eleven was an uh, an homage, um you know obviously to me but also to Derek Jeter who is you know as we kind of round this thing out he's the captain. So are you the reason why all the Moneyball clips have been on uh, on my TikTok stream lately? It could that I could have something to do with that. I, I might yeah. have something to do with that. Well, I appreciate that because it's better than seeing a lot of these uh, untalented people doing trends. I do appreciate that. Yeah, there's, there's a money. great there's a great video on YouTube. I saw it. It's a side by side of actual Scott Hatterberg and and that, the way they did it in that movie. It's just perfect, <laughs> perfect recreation so of better, that moment. Before I let you go, we, we destroyed. We Hatterberg. they didn't add in that season uh, in that movie though. However, how, what happened in that in that first round of the playoffs? Yeah. So before I let you go, who's a better Scott Hatterberg, Scott Hatterberg or Chris Pratt? Oh, man. Well, you know, as far as A-listers go, you got to go with Hatterberg, right? No, I, I mean, Chris Pratt's good guy. He's got a new movie coming out every week, it seems. All right. Well, Guardy, we know you're a busy guy. Uh, we'll, <coughs> excuse me, we'll uh, talk to you around the All-Star break, right? Yeah, for sure. Have me back on. We'll we'll, we'll regroup. We'll catch up. And uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you guys until then. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll always be here to check in and uh, tell the other fellows. Uh, uh, I wish wish them all the best, and uh, you know, we'll we'll catch up soon. All right, Guardy, thank you as always. Right. We appreciate it. Yeah, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Phenomenal. Wow, uh, Guardy speaking on on a, on a lot of topics there. He, uh, he thinks Scott Hatterberg is a, is a goat too. You know, yeah, he's a big fan of Scott Hatterberg. Are you are you a bigger fan of Scott Hatterberg or Brett Gardner, uh, Brian? Ah man, come on, Gar- I, you know Gardner. Gardy keeps he keeps uh, you know. I know. I, I understand. It's, it's weird. It's weird how we can never get you it's, two together. That's our thing. It's our thing. It's your thing. All right. Yeah. Well. Or bond together. Well, we've been we've been pretty positive so far today, right? I would say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you ready to nuke this fucking bitch to, to the ground? It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking nuke it. Well, uh, Ryan, if you said that yours and Guardy's thing is to you know keep being like ships through the night, passing by each other, then Aaron Hicks's thing is to be a complaining bitch and never get the <laughs> job done. <laughs> Would you say that's an accurate assessment? Yeah, that's fair to say. Before we keep going, can I just tell you that that was so good that someone is in the chat is actually asking and saying (laughs) and saying that wasn't that wasn't really Brett Gardner, right? Sweet, that's how that's how solid that that impression is. Wait, that wasn't really Brett Gardner? No, it was. It was Gardy. 
Who is that? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Okay. You don't you don't pull the curtain down on the illusion. You, know? you don't tell the you don't tell how the magician does the tricks. You know, you don't do okay. that. Okay. Okay. It, it's still real to us, okay. damn it. Okay, 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 okay. Anyway, uh so while we while we all take a collective breath before we lose our minds, uh who wants to do the honors of reading the quote from S G R should S G R should. He found it in 0.3 seconds. I did. I found that shit quick. So, th- so now we just to just to give an, a little history here. Uh, to, let's see if I if I miss anything. Okay, so uh, spring training last year, Aaron Hicks said he was going to be a thirty thirty guy. Correct. Right. Correct. R two C two. Okay. What was the OPS he posted last year? Uh, six forty two. Six forty two. All right. So that's nice. a little. That's a far cry from being a thirty thirty guy. Would you not say? How so? many home runs? How many? How many doubles did he have? How many home runs? Yeah, I think if you combine the two, he was still way uh, was way under thirty. Way way under thirty. Hang on. Um. Then, uh, <coughs> excuse me. When he lost his job, because uh, he sucks, uh, did he not? Did he not throw Aaron Boone under the bus? Yes. Yes. He threw Aaron Boone under the bus after Aaron Boone came to his defense because he quit on a play on a night that the Yankees were honoring Derek Jeter. True or false? True. That is true. Okay. Also true, right? Okay. Okay. So let me let, let's let's hear let's get the real kicker here. <laughs> he threw Aaron Boone under the bus to pump up Dave Roberts because mm-hmm. he said he got the best out of Joey Gallo because, like Yankee Twitter, he saw one Joey Gallo highlight yeah, like and completely ne- and neglected that to mention the fact that Joey Gallo hit 162 on LA. True or false? True. True. Then uh, he did not get the job out of uh, out of spring training. Oswaldo Cabrera was named starting left fielder, and then he had this to say: "I have no idea what my role is. It's kind of uncertain." I just want to play. I don't want to come off the bench and face closers all day. I want to play the field. I want to play every day. And it's just what I want to do. I want to start. I really don't know what else to say. Can I just just start with something real quick? And then we don't even have yes. to comment on it. Go right ahead. Um, you know where he lost me there? It wasn't even the egregious, you know, context of the of his statement it was the part where he says i don't want to just come in and face closers uh hey pal (laughs) if you're coming off the bench to face a closer that means it's late in the game and it's probably a close spot and usually those go to guys that are probably benched for that day that we need to come up big i promise you if you're on the bench you are not facing one fucking closer and when he Not was one. in the game, when he was in the game, he was going to get taken out against a closer versus right. Craig Kimbrell. Well, well, taken out if Donaldson, if Donaldson right. just got on base there at the end of that Phillies game, and well, no, Rizzo was come. Rizzo was on. Uh, was going to pinch it for him on on Tuesday night. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but that's what but uh, in fairness to what he was. Uh, let's be fair here. If we're going to trash him, let's be fair. Is that on Saturday we were all too smashed to remember this, but. Boone pulled him off the bench to face San Francisco's closer in the ninth inning on, right, on Saturday. But so that's why funny? you said that. But here, uh, yeah, okay. go ahead. Because right, I didn't know the You know what's it, funny? That actually knowing that now makes the makes the statement for me even worse. I didn't know that he was referring to an actual thing that had happened. 
but it's also a self-own. Like you, the manager has more faith in you than somebody else. That's why you're in that spot, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Uh. Right, right. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. And and here's the worst part. Here's the the worst part of it right now. Isn't even Aaron Hicks. You know who it is? The fucking small group of people out there that still defend this guy. How? How are you defending this guy? It's unbelievable. It really is. Let's start with what I have now named, and anybody wants to steal this, go right ahead, but make sure you you know where you heard it first, okay? The cuck supreme of the YPM, Michael K. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's his official title. He's propaganda machine, by the way. Cuck supreme. Cuck supreme of the YPM. Michael K. Yesterday, Tuesday night, during the game, says, it's not fair to boo Aaron Hicks. He doesn't deserve this. Yeah. (laughs) Are you are you serious? Are you really serious? Now. I had somebody tweet yesterday, and I quoted it, okay, because I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I said, why are we being so mean to Aaron? He's just having a decline like any other 33-year-old baseball player would, okay? Let me explain something. Let me explain something here. Aaron Hicks is not in decline, okay? He's been, <laughs> he, he's, he's been in decline for years, okay? He is um, the decline. The problem which everybody that defends Aaron Hicks fails to see. And I'm not going to scream about this because I want people to actually like listen to what I'm saying here. The thing that people are failing to see that defend Aaron Hicks is not that he's not good at baseball. It's the fact that he complains about it and still doesn't get things done. You can go about your business and being bad and not complain and throw your manager under the bus and complain and throw your manager under the bus and say you're going to you're going to have a 30-30 season and fail and, and just come up miserably short. This is what the problem is with Aaron Hicks. He can't keep his mouth quiet. If he would just be bad and we don't hear these quotes from him, he doesn't get the vitriol that he's getting right now. This is what everybody is missing. He's not getting booed like this because he's bad. Some of it is, yes. Some of it is because he is not good and because he's going to be here God willing that the Yankees will wake up one moment, but until then, he's going to be here for another two years past this, and fans are tired of seeing it. Yes, so some of that is that, but also this is New York. These are the Yankees. If you're going to talk, you have to back it up, and he is not doing that, so he's the one that's putting the target on his back by continually talking. If he would just shut up he would alleviate a lot of the problems for himself. Well, <clears throat> here's a defense that I that I heard a lot when I was attacking him. Uh, the the most common one was, "Oh, why are we ripping on him? He's just saying he wants to play. Uh, don't you want him to say he wants to play?" Blah blah blah. Here's the thing. Of course, I want to hear a player say he wants to play. Chris, before you finish but, that thought, Ryan, how many times did he use the word I want, I want, I want in that yeah. quote? Eight eight times he used the word I in seven sentences. Right. Did the mess. That guy right. So, <laughs> so here's the thing, right? You can tell everybody that you want to play all, all till you're blue in the face. 
But when you've been as bad as as Aaron Hicks has been, and you don't follow that sentence up with "I need to do whatever it takes to to be prepared and make the most of the next opportunity I get and support the guys that are on that field because right now they're the best, they're the they're the players who are best uh, to to lead us to victory." And I'm going to be here to support them. And at the same time, I'm going to work my ass off because I want to play that bad that I want to seize that opportunity if and when I get it again. We don't care how much you want to play. We don't care about you not wanting to face closers. We don't care about how much you think you can help another team win. Mm. Oh, right. You I have not taken, yeah, did I say that as well. That you yeah. have not taken accountability once. Not fucking once. And you know what? I'm sick of it. And I'm actually just as sick at, at rooting for a team that allows this guy to go out there and do this shit, and then they play him the next fucking day. Mm. He slaps you in the face how many fucking times? I am so fucking sick of Aaron Hicks. And you know what? It's not even because he sucks anymore. I think he's a fucking piece of shit at this point. I think he's delusional. People said, oh, you know, I, I admire his confidence. That's not confidence, man. Confidence is root. Look, what's the difference between someone who's confident and cocky? People who are cocky think their shit don't stink, and it's not aligned with reality, right? People who are confident don't need to talk. You want to know why they don't need to talk? Because no one fucking questions them. They, they walk around with their shoulders straight and their fucking chins up, and they show you why they should be confident. That's not a confident statement. That's fucking delusion. His feelings are not aligned with reality in any fucking way, shape, or form. Nor, nor do they do they derive from any type of, of prior talent. He's saying he's going to be a 30 for 30 guy. He's been here for, hold on. He's had 2,356 at-bat uh, plate appearances with the New York Yankees. Do you know how many home runs he's had since 2016 with the Yankees? 80. Jesus Christ. And he had 26 in one year, right? 80. 27. Okay. His batting average is 232. His OBP is 339. His slugging is 401. His OPS is 740. Where do you think you should play, pal? Mm -hmm. Where? In left field where you let a ball drop and you just stare at it because you're so fucking, you're so selfish that you don't give a fuck about anything but yourself. Take a step back. Stop with the eye statements. Take a step back. He should watch a game f- from the stands. He should. I don't want him. He should watch. All right, fine. He can watch it in the locker room on, on the television. Take a step back, man. Look at what you've done here and tell us where you deserve to play every single day and not play off the bench. And and to know your role. Guess what? Guess what? You don't, you don't get to know your fucking role when you're as bad as you are. You fucking earn that fucking role. That's why you don't know what your role is. Because you shouldn't even right. be here. And that's the end of the fucking story. And I'm telling you right now, man, one more, one more statement out of this guy when he's still in pinstripes, I'm going to fucking lose it. Well, here's what the problem is. And <clears throat> a lot of it is Aaron Hicks and the other... And you alluded to it already uh, when you, a few minutes ago. 
Because the Yankees continue to play this guy. He continually spits in the face of this organization, and they're like, okay, well, here's here's uh, two games now. When are they going to pull the plug? They're, it has gotten so bad that you cannot justify the fact that you owe him $30 million as a reason for keeping him on the team. You can't. There is a li- there is a literal black cloud every time Aaron Hicks takes the field now. The it, fans don't want to but bro, he he shouldn't even be on the bench or in that clubhouse then. Right, I understand that the fans don't want to see him, and even I don't feel bad for him at all because he brought a lot of this on himself. But he cannot succeed here. It's over. It is over, and the Yankees need to wake up and realize that that even no even if he goes out and he becomes a decent. A decent player somewhere else where you look at, you know, you might look at Aaron Hicks' stats at the end of the year and say, oh, well, he had a pretty solid year. It's never going to happen here. That ship has sailed. Once you get the fans against you, it is so hard for them to come back around. That's that's the first thing. So you want you want that. You're you're inviting that to happen every time that the fans hear his name. Do you you want that type of negative energy on opening day? Because he got booed. He got booed on opening day. He start, he he comes out, he says that shit on Sunday. He's in a lineup on Monday and Tuesday. He's getting booed on, uh, you know, pregame during lineup introductions. You want that negative energy around the team that's trying to win a World Series when everybody else is kind of, is all in on what's happening? And, yes, everybody else is all in on what's happening, okay? As much as we rag on Wash Donaldson, I never once questioned his work ethic on this team. He's never once tried to put himself above every, anybody else on this team. Christ, IKF, who we all want off this team, won a gold glove at third base, is now trying to be a center fielder just to have a role, just to have a spot on this team. You ever hear him say, oh, I should be the third baseman, I should be? No, he said, right. he does say, I, I want to help the team win. I will mm-hmm. do whatever they ask of me. So when people say, Oh, what do you want Hicks to say? That's what I want Hicks to say. I want Hicks to say, I don't know what my role is, but I am here to do whatever the Yankees want me to do to help them win games. That is my role, and I am here to do that. Not, oh, I want to start. Dude, you, like Chris said, you are delusional, bro. Look at the 26 guy on this roster, or 13 position players, whatever it is. Look at them. Name one of them you think you deserve to play over. Name one of them. Because Franchi Cordero, who mm-hmm. is, he's what he is, got a shot and he got a couple of hits. Drove in a run, I think. Didn't he drive in a run the other day? Yeah. I, mean, I know he had a couple, couple at least couple. one hit or something. Gaffer. You couldn't even, you couldn't even do that. No. <laughs> so, well, go ahead. The one thing I just wanted to reference back when I said, uh, when I pointed out before, when you said the Yankees made Anthony Volpe the shortstop, I I have a bone to pick with this fucking organization again. And it's not just the fact that Aaron Hicks played two games in a row. It's that you get a clear sense that when Aaron Boone, before the season started, said that Cabrera won the job and, and whatever, that the fact that there's been six games and he sat two back to back in place for Aaron Hicks to take his place, you just get a sense that if this kid doesn't go on 
some type of a good stretch early on, they're not committed to him being being an outfielder during these times right now. You get that feel. They're already pulling him for two. Look, you want to play Aaron Hicks one day, give the kid a rest fine. You want to give let Aaron Hicks go out there and, and continue to prove how fucking awful he is once in a while, fine. But the fact you're playing Aaron Hicks back-to-back days, why? This Why? Because he wouldn't be playing if Cabrera was fucking batting 500. They did it because Cabrera looked lost at the plate. But that's not, that's not someone who's earned a job. You don't do that in a few games. Not for Aaron Hicks. That's my point. No, I agree. Not for Aaron Hicks, but I still feel like they would have given Hicks a day here regardless of what Cabrera was doing. Yeah, but you... That's what I mean. I'm saying I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it. I'm just saying there's a clear difference between what you feel with Anthony Volpe at shortstop. And there should be. Of course there should be 100%. But there's also context to that. And that is who they're replacing him for. And it's not only a terrible player. It's a terrible player who the day before, once again, embarrasses your organization off the field. Right. Because Boone had said before that quote came out that he was looking to get Hicks in either Monday or Tuesday. You know, Aaron, Boone, I mean. Well, you hear that. You don't go talk to this guy saying, say something to him. I got to have a, I got to have a feeling that Boone has never really had a, a hard conversation with Aaron Hicks regarding anything that he said. Because I can guarantee you, bro, there's there's a lot of managers that would have heard that you 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 threw them under the bus because Joey Gallo hit one home run, and you you don't even because that just made you seem stupid. It really did. It made you seem stupid that that's where you decided you were going to pick your fight. And you think Boone said anything to him about that? Yeah, you know, especially especially after Boone, you know, Boone had your back. You know, Boone could have led you out to slaughter after that game when they pulled you. He didn't do that. He still protected you. You know, and that's where you, you know, if you want Aaron, this is where, you know, Aaron Boone has got to grow a set of balls, man. He's got to tell Brian Cashman, look, you don't want to release him because he's making $30 million. That's fine. I'm not playing him. Yes, that's exactly what needs to happen. And Brian Cashman's got to wake up and realize he's got to be stopped being so stubborn. Yes, yeah. we know this is your guy. You thought you were picking, a, yeah. you know, the next Bernie Williams out of, out of obscurity here, mm-hmm. right? Switch it, switch it or switch it. it yeah, it didn't work. And now, not only is it not working on the field, he's become a major distraction off the field, and the fans hate him. Yeah, this is not how you run an organization. That is trying to win a World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no bigger turnoff than a than a guy who just constantly does everything he can to play the victim. It, that's all it is, man. There's nothing I admire more than a than than someone who can stand, uh, you know, in front of the world and hold himself accountable for for his failures. Honestly, and Aaron Hicks is the complete opposite of that. And it's so disgusting. And, and and I really, I mean, he's, he's the victim here, man. And if he goes off, 
regardless whether he tears it up somewhere else, it'll be the fans' fault and the Yankees' fault for not playing him and the fans' fault for booing him. That's why he didn't perform here. That's why he's playing so well wherever he goes, right? Or if he fails there, then the narrative becomes the Yankees ruined me, right? It's never that he just completely let everybody down. So you know what? To that, I say fuck you, and, and I'm done with him. You know, the Yankees waited three years, 19, 20, 21. Waited three years for Aaron Hicks to be healthy. Because that was all you heard, right? Oh, Aaron Hicks is healthy. He was last year. And that's what you got out of him. Right. And he's still talking. Talking. Still talking. So this, everybody that wants to sit there and think that they're the – um, I'm higher. I have the higher moral ground. I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm going to defend Aaron Hicks. You guys are mean. You know, you're just stupid. Dumb. Anybody, anybody defending Aaron Hicks is just stupid at this point. Anyone defending Aaron Hicks is just as delusional as he is. You have nothing to stand on anymore. And if, and if you're just strictly bringing up the, oh, he's in decline. And then I heard somebody say, he had some big moments in October. Wow, great. He hit a home run off of Justin Verlander in a 2019 ALCS. Let's hang our hat on that one like right. fucking Greg Bird's home run in the yes. in the division series in 2017. Yep. What what did it really get us in the end? And we're going to we have to keep him around because of that. The guy's ex- been a f- Dude, been it's a f- exhausting. It's exhausting. How many how many times do we talk about players and if we can imagine them in the pile, right? The pile. Everyone who listens to us should know what the fucking pile means. Anthony Rizzo, is he in the pile? Yeah, Rizzo's in the pile. Is Judge in the pile? Judge is the pile. Is Volpe in the pile after six games? Can you see Volpe in the pile? Sure, you see Volpe hey, in the pile. Hey, fuck it, dude. Fuck it. I could even see Wash Donaldson in the pile. More than you can see this bum-ass bitch. Do you see Aaron Hicks jumping up in a pile? In the pile to celebrate a World Series? He'd probably sit in the bench crying and then say he he's upset that he wasn't a part of it. Instead, he was a part of something special, whether it was on the bench or not. He was a part of something special, whether it was on the bench or not. He'd probably resent the team for not playing him. He's not part of the pile, man. He shouldn't be on any pile, to be honest. And I want his ass not just off the field. I want him out of the fucking clubhouse. So, no, I'm not picking on Aaron Hicks. I don't have an ulterior motive for not liking Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks is a bad baseball player that is just, I don't know any other way to say it, too delusional. I guess that'll be a nicer way to say it. It's too delusional to know that he's not good. And he just can't stop talking. And that's what the problem is with Aaron Hicks. Stop being a distraction. Just stop Mm -hmm. being a distraction. So I, I I can't like you said I can't spend any more energy on him. I I, I sat here like how's this segment going to go? Am I going to scream and yell? No, I don't. I, I don't feel that for Aaron Hicks anymore because number one, the Yankees are keeping him here because they're too stupid to get rid of him. Okay, there's no reason to keep him here. You can't justify the money anymore. We've we we've touched on that already. The money's not a reason anymore because it's not going to work here. The fans hate him. He sucks. And it's in his head also. Those are all those are three strikes. You're out. Goodbye. Peace.
And the Yankees, you know, they they continue to make themselves look stupid, not only by keeping him here, but he can say he, he's he got full immunity. He can say whatever he wants, and he's still going to find his way in a lineup twice a week. It's like my daughter when I take her to Target and I tell her, you know, you're not getting a toy today. And in the back of her mind, she's laughing because she just knows. As she soon knows as she's we, getting the fucking she's, toy. Yeah, you know, like she knows as soon as we walk past the toy aisle, she's going to go, Daddy, may I please have a toy? And, of course, I'm going to buy her one. And the, Aaron Hicks is, like, the same way. He's like. Except, he's like, yeah. no, no, he's not. He's, he's Daddy, fuck you. Get me that toy. That's really Aaron Hicks. I want and, that toy. Yeah, and the Yankees give in to him. They you, always give in to you him. You buy the toy out of love. The Yankees buy the toy because they're uh, fucking fools. Okay, fine, Aaron. We'll buy you the toy. <laughs> the Yankees are. Uh, this is this is this is when you know the Yankees are really serious about winning the World Series. When Aaron Hicks is off this team, mm-hmm. when you'll true, that's when you'll truly know how serious they are about winning the World Series. So the Yankees are going to be off on Thursday. They were supposed to um, start uh, a series in Baltimore, Baltimore's home opener, but it's going to be it's already rained out. There's going to be storms in Baltimore, so it's been pushed to Friday at. Uh, 305 it's a yeah it's a tbd game um i'm not sure who's going to start that uh johnny burrito was sent down after his really good uh debut uh and he's going to start in scranton on friday so that's going to take him out yeah wait are you fucking kidding me calm first of all calm down because they can't call him up for 10 days without an injury all right all right okay So, uh, and then it's listed as Nestor at 7.05 on Saturday night, Nestor. And then uh, the series finale is Herman, uh, 135 on Sunday. I didn't think Herman pitched that badly on, uh, on Tuesday night. No, it's kind of, it's kind of what he is, bro. If he misses, he's going to give up bombs. And when he's got his stuff on, he's going to strike guys out. And that's kind of how his uh, outing went. So he, he, he left with runners on and Michael King kind of blew it up. Yeah, I mean, just Third real quick because we're gonna we're gonna go home here. Uh, Yankees think King's got a little bit of a dead arm, which I mean, he had a major injury. So I mean, it's let him go through it now in April. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we want to thank everybody that that's uh, in the chat tonight. If uh, you're still there, please uh, like this video and subscribe to NYY News TV. If you were at the event on Saturday. Uh, we want to thank you so much. We met a ton of people. Uh, it was Mark, amazing, man. Mark comes yeah. to mind. I know we got a picture uh, Hell with, yeah. with Mark. Uh, there was a lot of people that we met. If I was rude to you, I'm not rude. That's just how I am. I don't. Mm. I don't like. I don't like people very much. Plus, I was drinking. Uh huh. It's not an excuse, okay. but it's just. So, there was three. There was one at one point where three people were trying to talk to me at one time, and I said, "Guys, I'm not being an asshole, but I can't have three conversations at once." <laughs> unless you're Ryan, unless you're SGR, yeah, you could be Guardy Cashman. Yeah, I got about eight, eight or nine conversations going on right now. You know, I, I bet you guys didn't know this, but the movie Split is based off of Ryan. <laughs> I never saw it. Split guy, right? Split, Split guy, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, yeah. we want to thank everybody that came out in support of NYYST and NYY News TV on Saturday right. in the Audi Club. We may be seeing you guys again this year, so stay tuned. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Ooh, All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so definitely we want to we 
thank everybody for their continued support of NYYST. We want to thank you for listening and watching to what episode is this? Three two six. Three two six. We okay, want to thank Bay everybody. Ruth, DJ. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode three twenty six of the NYYST podcast. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.